And welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 113. Today is Thanksgiving Day 2020, and um, it's a time to reflect about uh, things that we're thankful for, but it's a day that we give thanks, not just being thankful for certain things, but when it comes to people, let them know that I am thankful for you. You're giving thanks. I'm giving thanks that you are in my life. I'm giving God thanks that you are in my life for you have been a tremendous blessing to me. So let people know. And as you can see, with regard to what I'm wearing here, uh, for those of you who may be uh, watching in or listening in from around the world, you might not know that in Detroit, uh, we have this Thanksgiving Day tradition where our football team, the Detroit Lions, play uh, every Thanksgiving Day. And um, our team is... um, uh, shall we say struggling? <laughs> you know? And so we aren't very good. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a long time tradition since uh, 1930 something I believe was the first time they played. So in honor of that uh, history and in honor of my team, even though we aren't very good, I'm a diehard fan. I'll be a Detroit Lions fan until the day I die. I'm wearing a Detroit Lions hat and a Detroit Lions sweatshirt. So. Um, This is to my team. One day, maybe we'll be good. When that will be, I have no idea. (laughs) And so with that, like I said, this is episode 113, and we stopped in Proverbs chapter 17 yesterday, and so we're going to pick it up in chapter 18 today. In verse 1, it says, uh, One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom. So we were not created to be an island unto ourselves. A lot of us think so, particularly males, that we don't need anybody and we stay isolated. But when you stay isolated, uh, you're left with your own thoughts just kind of playing and rewinding in your mind over and over and over again. And that's not a good thing because when you don't have uh, some outside influences, some other people that can influence and affect how you're thinking, your thinking can just go way off course and you can just uh, get into this place that is not good. And so don't isolate yourself. Now we're dealing in this this, uh, pandemic and so, you know, a lot of people think that isolating themselves may be in their best interest. uh, But while we've been paying a lot of attention to our physical health during this pandemic, in my opinion, the more... um, likely outcome of this whole thing is the tremendous sacrifice people's mental stability is going to take through this pandemic because, again, we were not designed to be alone. And so that's kind of anti how we were created. And so uh, my concern is people's emotional and mental stability going forward as a result of having to live through and work through this pandemic. And so don't isolate yourself. Verse two, a fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. So you have a lot of times where people, particularly in social media, nobody's changing anybody's mind on social media. That's not happening. And so people are just putting forth their opinions, particularly in politics and and, in other controversial subjects, uh, just to kind of make a statement. They're not really doing it uh, or they shouldn't be doing it trying to convince anybody because that doesn't work. The only thing that happens is uh, both sides of an argument just dig their heels in further. And the only thing that um, that results from that is more and more disunity, more and more division and, and whatnot. And so <clears throat> that's a very important proverb. Verse seven, a fool's mouth is his devastation and his lips are a trap for his life. 
Enough said. Verse 11, the wealth of the rich is his fortified city. In his imagination, it is like a high wall. The wealth of the rich is his fortified city. And so uh, wealthy people can sometimes fall into this delusion uh, that their money is going to protect them. And so they envision uh, their money as a high wall. Back in ancient days, you know, the strength and the height and the girth of your wall was a demonstration of the power of that kingdom. And so... (laughs) You know, his imagination is like a high wall. So he's looking at his money in that particular vein. And it says in verse 12, before his downfall, a person's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. You see, and so the more resources we have, the more pride we can we can feel and the more pride we can exude and, and, and other people can feel it. And it's all because of a number that's in a bank account. And it says, uh, the person's downfall is a person's heart is proud. So if your heart is proud, you know, that's a potential downfall for you. Humility comes before honor. And I'm, I'm going to add something here. Sincere humility, not false humility. Sincere humility comes before honor. Verse 13, the one who gives an answer before he listens, this is foolishness and disgrace for him. Sometimes people cut you off. You say something, they they start answering or responding before you even finish. That's foolishness. That's foolishness, and that's a disgrace for them because they should be listening. Verse 14, a person's spirit can endure sickness, but who can survive a broken spirit? See, we're living in a time, and I shouldn't say just this time, but a lot of times where uh, physical well-being is the top priority. But I'm going to challenge that and say your spiritual well-being is of more importance than your physical well-being. Now, this is hard to to work out because when you're not well physically, you may be in pain or whatever. So it's constantly reminding you. And so you don't have necessarily a constant reminder with regard to spiritual illness. But that is much more important in the long run than physical well-being. Verse 17. Um, Verse 17. The first to state his case seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. So this is essentially saying, don't, don't, don't judge prematurely. See? And so, you know, a lot of times we can hear just one side of the argument, and it doesn't even have to uh, do with legal matters. It could just be, uh, due, uh, yeah. it could just be due to, like, uh, relationships or friendships. Somebody would come and say, well, did you know that so-and-so did blah, 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 blah. And you're inclined to just get on their side and totally and completely oppose the other person, but you haven't heard their side. And so get all sides, get all sides of an argument, you know, get all sides of a disagreement, you know, get all sides when there's contentiousness before you render judgment and before you add what you may have to add to the situation. So many times people don't lie. They just don't tell the complete truth. See, they omit things that changes the whole tenor of what happened. And so when people omit things and you don't know about it, then you're inclined to believe a certain thing because you don't have all the information. Don't do that. Don't fall into that trap. Verse 19, an offended brother is harder to reach than a fortified city. And quarrels are like um, the bars of a fortress. See, when somebody feels wrong, when somebody feels that that they've been disrespected or then offense arises in them 
And then when that offense arise, uh, arises in them, trying to reach them, trying to reason with them is almost impossible. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. This member, the tongue, is more powerful than your hands, your legs, your abs, your biceps, anything. Because from the tongue, out of the heart is what flows. And that has the power to totally and completely demolish people, or it has the power to totally and completely uplift people. The decision is ours and what we do with it. Verse 22, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor for, from the Lord. Too many times, you know, our spouses, our wives are disrespected. And the, the, the word here says finding a wife is a good thing. You know, don't, don't take that for granted. Don't go out cheating on your spouse. Don't go out looking elsewhere or whatnot because you've got a good thing at home. And for those of you that aren't married yet, a good thing is coming to you. Chapter 19, better a poor person who lives with integrity than someone who has deceitful lips and is a fool. First uh, two, even zeal is not good without knowledge and the one who acts hastily sins. See, the, the Lord loves and honors those that have zeal for his word. He loves that, absolutely loves it. But you can't accurately represent something if you have no knowledge. See, So then you're just acting out of your emotions. You're not acting out of anything that's foundational in your existence. It just feels good, and so you're going to act you know, with zealous behavior and whatnot, but there's no substance behind it. And it says the one who acts hastily sins. And so that's a sin. When, you, when you're doing things and you don't know why you're doing them because you don't have the knowledge to back it up. And so you need to, you know, we need to be educated on the things of God, on the things of the Lord. He's not looking for just uh, uh, ignorant, um, ignorant worship, ignorant expressions of joy and whatnot, because you don't, you don't know where it's coming from. It just looks like fun. It feels good. And so, okay, great. No, 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 no. The Lord is not encouraging us to be stupid. Verse 6. Many seek, a, seek a ruling's favor. Many seek a ruler's favor, and everyone is a friend to one who gives gifts. If you're a gener if you're a generous person, and we are to be generous, and you're always giving and whatnot, beware that people, or beware of pe people, who may want to be in your company, in your presence, strictly because they're anticipating the next gift. We need to be wiser than that. We need to be more shrewd than that to realize that when people may be looking at us just for what we can give them. <clears throat> Let's see where we are. Okay, verse 10. Luxury is not appropriate for a fool. How much less for a slave to rule over princes? Now, this word slave is used a lot in the Bible. And in many cases, not in all, but in many cases, a more appropriate word to use for us to understand in these days is employee. It's, it's more of an employee-employer relationship. And so luxury is not appropriate for a food, fool, how much less for an employee to rule over his boss. 
<laughs> so, and so you don't rule over your boss. And so, you know, luxury is kind of inappropriate for a fool. Verse 13, a foolish son is his father's ruin. And a wife's nagging is an endless dripping. Wives, don't be nagging your husbands. It's just an endless dripping. He knows what you said. He heard it the first time. He's making a decision on whether to do anything about it or ignore it. But it's not like he didn't hear. Verse 14, a house and wealth are inherited from their fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. A prudent wife is a prudent wife is such a tremendous blessing. A prudent wife that has your back, a prudent wife that believes in you, a prudent wife that encourages you. There's nothing can replace a prudent wife. Nothing. Verse 18. Discipline your son while there is hope. Don't set your heart on being the cause of his death. This goes against a lot of present-day philosophy with regard to parents should be friends to their kids. No, no. Parents need to parent their kids. Your kids are not your friends. You know, not when they're little. They may turn into your friends when they get older and adults, but there's still a parenting responsibility there even then. And so it says, discipline your son while, they are while he is young, while he's impressionable. Discipline him there so that he understands what's important in life. Don't set your heart on being uh, the cause of his death. In other words, don't remove discipline from, from him and let him run wild and do whatever he thinks he wants to do because he's just going to be headed for trouble. Verse 19, a person with intense anger bears the penalty. If you rescue him, you'll have to do it again. So if you have a person that's a friend and a fool, they're they're not, and I'm just describing a fool as somebody who doesn't listen to wisdom, somebody who only listens to themselves and does whatever they want to do. Well, if you rescue, rescue that person from a situation, they're just going to get into another situation down the line, and you're going to have to do it again. Verse 20, listen to counsel and receive instruction so that you may be wise later in life. Don't ignore wise counsel. 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life. One will sleep at night without danger. If you have the fear of the Lord really in you and you really understand the Lord's ways, then you will sleep well at night, regardless of what's going on in surrounding circumstances. Verse 27. If you stop listening to correction, my son, you will stray from the words of knowledge. Listening to correction is a lifelong endeavor. You don't get to a certain age and then stop listening to correction. Until you're on your deathbed dying, you listen to correction. So that you won't stray from the words of knowledge. You see, just because you've had certain successes in the past doesn't mean that there isn't danger ahead if you stop listening to correction. Because you can be wise and then go down a path to turn unwise if you stop doing the things that you did in order to gain wisdom. It's a constant battle, actually, in my opinion. Chapter 20. Wine is a mock mocker. Beer, uh, wine is a mocker. Beer is a brawler. Whoever goes astray because of them is not wise. See, the word doesn't say, um, doesn't prohibit, uh, doesn't prohibit uh, alcoholic drinks and whatnot. But it does say, 
okay, that if you allow yourself to get out of control, if you allow yourself, allow yourself to become inebriated, allow yourself to be drunk, then you're, <laughs> you're going to be in deep trouble. Okay, wine is a mocker, beer is a brawler. Whoever goes astray because of them is not wise. Verse four, a slacker does not plow during planting season. At harvest time, he looks and there is nothing. The slacker does not plow during planting season. At harvest time, he looks and there is nothing. In other words, the slacker doesn't do what's necessary to be done in planting season. So when harvest time comes, he's got nothing. Verse 13, don't love sleep or you will become poor. Open your eyes and you'll have enough to eat. This is really uh, akin to the previous uh, uh, proverb. You know, with regard to slack, slackers, it says, don't love sleep. Don't be lazy. Don't just stay in the bed or you will become poor. Open your eyes and you'll have enough to eat, implying that if you don't open your eyes, you won't have enough to eat. And this might not only affect you, but it might affect your children and so on. Verse 17, food gained by fraud is sweet to a person, but afterwards his mouth is full of gravel. <laughs> Food gained by fraud is sweet to a person. So if you if you if you cheat somebody, if you rob somebody or whatever, and you come back to the to the house right after you take place and you look at your your loot, you know, and you say, Wow, that's pretty cool, that's pretty sweet. But pretty soon that is gonna turn into a mouthful of gravel because it's going to get you in deep, deep trouble. Verse 19. The one who reveals secrets is a constant gossip. Avoid someone with a big mouth. Amen. Verse 24. Even a courageous person's step, steps are determined by the Lord. So how can anyone understand his own way? Okay, this is taking a jab at pride. Okay. And so it says even a courageous person's steps are determined by the Lord. Even a courageous person is led by the Lord. Even a courageous person allows himself to be led by the Lord. Why? Because a courageous person realizes where his strength truly comes from. And so he's allowing himself to be led by the Lord because he has a choice, right? He can choose to be led by the Lord or choose to go his own path. And it says, so how can anyone understand his own way? And so that means nobody is their own God. Now, people think they're their own God and that they're, they're, uh, they're involved in self-determination and what they do, um, uh, what they decide to do is going to determine what their outcomes is, what their outcome is. And what they're doing is that they're not giving any credence to leadership or guidance by the Lord. They're putting it all on themselves. And so uh, Solomon is saying here, how can that be? You know? Verse 27, the Lord's lamp sheds light on a person's life, searching the innermost parts. See, there's nothing that resides secretly in your heart because the Lord searches your innermost parts. He knows. Nobody else may know, but he knows. And one day there's going to have to be an accounting for that. Verse 29, the glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is gray hair. The splendor of old men is gray hair. Gray hair is representative of age and experience and should be wisdom, 
right? Because the longer that you listen to the Lord, the longer that you walk with the Lord, the more wisdom that you gain, the more wisdom that you execute. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom builds on wisdom, builds on wisdom. And so one of the manifestations of gray hair, old age, should be one full of wisdom. I said, but of, of young men, they glory in their strength. They put all of the weight of their confidence in their strength. They don't yet have the experience to understand how powerful wisdom is. Chapter 21, verse 2. All a person's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the hearts. Again, the Lord looks inside and weighs the heart. You can have two people that are doing the exact same thing from the outside looking in. They look exactly the same. But their motivations, the motivations could be entirely different. And so one with the right proper motivation will be credited by the Lord. The other one with the wrong motivation, even though they do the exact same thing, they will be held accountable to the Lord. Verse 3. Doing what is righteous and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Verse 5, the plans of the diligent certainly lead to profit, but anyone who is reckless certainly becomes poor. See, people being irresponsible. They get a little money and then they get irresponsible. You'll become poor. Verse 6, making a fortune through a, a lying tongue is a vanishing mist, a pursuit of death. Again, fraud, lying in order to get financial gain, that's going va to vanish. And it's actually on the pathway towards death. Verse 9, better to live on the corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. Verse 13, the one who shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will himself also cry out and not be answered. Don't ignore the cry of the poor is essentially what this is saying. Because if you do, one day you'll be poor in some kind of way and you'll be crying out and you will be ignored. Verse 17, the one who loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and oil will not get rich. <laughs> it's about your actions, right? I mean, uh, if you're a lover of pleasure, you're always pursuing pleasure and whatnot, that's going to eventually catch up with you. Verse 19, better to live in a wilderness than with a nagging and hot-tempered wife. Are you getting this message here with, regard, with regards to um, uh, not only wives but spouses um, just being nagging and hot-tempered? And, and this, this isn't a good thing. It's not going to benefit you in the long run. You're actually working against yourself. Verse 21, the one who pursues righteousness and faithful love will find life, righteousness, and honor. Verse 23, the one who guards his mouth and tongue keeps himself out of trouble. The one who guards his mouth and tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Verse 25, a slacker's craving will kill him because his hands refuse to work. He is filled with craving all day long, but the righteous give and don't hold back. Don't be stingy with your giving. Be it your resources, your time, your, your energy, your emotions. Don't be stingy with that stuff. Just be wise with regard to where you give it, but don't be stingy with it. 
And again, a slacker's craving will kill him because his hands refuse to work. And I think we all can understand and appreciate that. And so with that, we are going to stop and we're going to pick it up in Proverbs chapter 22 tomorrow. All right. So everybody have a tremendous uh, day. Uh, Thanksgiving. Give thanks. Give thanks to those um, who deserve that. Thanks. Uh, You will honor them. You will um, you will elevate their spirits. You will appreciate them and they will appreciate you for letting them know. With that, everybody take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye.